0: Hello, and welcome to the Poorly Educated Podcast. It's a podcast where quizzical questionnaires question things. I'm your
1: host, Ian. And today, for a limited time only, New Coke style, where everyone's going to hate it, I'm your only other host, Morgan. Welcome to Poorly Educated.
0: It's a two-host podcast. Today, we we got just us two. Riley's
1: dead. Yeah. Um, Temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. He died from the cold, which is a very uncool thing to die from right now. Especially very clearly right now, didn't yeah. have corona. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the common cold. The goddamn cold. You know, his mom's trying to play it off like he had corona, so it doesn't seem like she raised a little bitchly. <laughs> he, died from- he died from shingles. It was <laughs> Show us the body. <laughs> I know that bitch died from a sneeze. Let me see him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see him. This is me at someone else's funeral. <laughs> um,
0: this is poorly yeah.
1: educated. Uh, something I want to mention at the top of the show is that the last time you and I were forced to do two people episodes, just you and I, um, we had a renaissance where we finally learned how to be kind of smart. And then that smart fought. grew to divide us more than anything yeah, else. We I had fought heard. so hard. So, like, what's, what do you want to get into the, the the hate each other about? I'm kind of thinking we do an unexpected turn. We we mm-hmm. we, we be nice to each other, and uh. Uh, maybe some. <laughs> I don't know about that, him. idiot. <laughs> oh, goof! You <laughs> goof! <laughs> <He killed me. laughs> Next thing we know, two weeks later, we're listed in the top. Uh, apple podcasts mean host category (laughs) like damn first improv now this (laughs) we've got it um i thought it might not be a bad idea to talk about something topical which is corona while we're on riley dying you know let's not just step over the body let's carry it to the i don't know the car yeah let's
0: let's get him out of there one way or another (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Get him Um, out of the
1: room. We don't want him in here. (laughs) It's kind of awkward because if we put him in the front seat, we got to put a seatbelt on him so we don't get pulled over because then they'll pull us over. They'll be like, hey, why doesn't he have a seatbelt on you? are like, he's dead. You're like, that's a bigger crime. (laughs) 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 You're arrested for a different reason. Yeah.
0: Well, is it illegal to drive around a dead body?
1: (laughs) If you have a permit. If, if really you have a if, if you have a permit but not a license, does the over twenty one year old adult have to be alive? <laughs> <laughs> Officer, this body's six hundred years old.
0: <laughs> if I'm doing something wrong, he'll stop me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does. God's power, it works. Uh yeah I I don't think it's a crime necessarily to have a dead body but it certainly is a crime to have a dead body without a good enough excuse to have a dead body. Yeah. I mean with like, it's probably a crime to not report a dead body. Right? You mean like <laughs> you come across one and
0: <laughs> Yeah, if you don't if you have a dead body and it's not reported that there's a dead guy, if you're just hanging out with him, that's got to be illegal.
1: <laughs> That's why you like, you turn on airplane mode, and to nine one one you send a text, uh, hey, dead body alert, and then turn off airplane mode because the text won't send. So if they catch you, you could be like, well, I tried to text you guys, what, it didn't go through? Oh shit, yeah, look, three forty three p.m. I tried to text it. It's like the perfect out. Well,
0: apparently, it's not illegal in every in every state.
1: In In, in some states
0: across America, there is no statute in place requiring regular people report dead bodies, especially if there's no indication a crime took place. So if they just like, they die in
1: their sleep, you can just hang out with them. (laughs) (laughs) Officer, I didn't even realize he was there, to be honest with you. (laughs) Firstly, I just met the guy. Now you expect me to know whether he's dead or not? <laughs> I thought he might he's got
0: resting dead face. I don't know. <laughs> resting dead face
1: <laughs> <laughs> The eyes were in the back of his head. That'd be a good bit where um like so the to give 10 seconds of context that doesn't really matter but it at least explain this Ian and I have this show that we'll never finish writing but we're always like kind of working on maybe uh, mm. <laughs> for your character in that show it'd be a good bit of Sebastian who's your character uh, <laughs> is dating this dead girl for like a while <laughs> and he just like he doesn't he doesn't know <laughs> he does not they met speed dating He's confused. He's like, yeah, she's quiet. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps me company. I'm warm. She's
0: cold. I have dialogue written down in my notes. Um, I get for that character. I can read it real quick. Um, <laughs> I'm so curious. He, uh, Sebastian gives uh, this one character named Sebastian he's like this cosmic being (laughs) and then he's got a friend who's like uh, the straight man played by Morgan named Taylor yeah Uh, that's the twist is that his name is Taylor Sebastian (laughs) Sebastian gives Taylor this pill and he's like take this it makes you become aware of the texture of your consciousness (laughs) what does that even mean he's like what would you say the texture of thoughts are Uh, that's a that's a really weird question. There really isn't a texture, that's something intangible. Take this pill. And then he takes it, he's like, oh, oh, fuck, oh, it's <laughs> uncomfortable. It's, you're saying this is always like this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing with your character in the show, is that he has a fanny pack full of things that'll blow your mind, and he only reaches in there when you don't need him to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> If you actually, like he could literally pull them anything out of a fanny
0: bag, like it could help them in any situation, but whenever you need him to, he can't.
1: <laughs> we had it written in there that uh, like after, after several episodes in a row of them uh, like needing to accomplish something and then failing. So like, oh, we need to get out of this prison cell. Uh, and then they're in there the whole episode. It's like this really long con. It turns out that he could shapeshift. And (laughs) he can turn into whatever he wants. This is towards the end of the show,
0: you know, season nine or so. When we had something where he starts kidnapping people by uh like in cartoons, throwing the black portal. Like just like you know how in old like bugs or like Looney Tunes cartoons, they would throw like a black hole onto the ground and jump in <laughs> and it jump and then grab it, it <laughs> and pull it in, like with them
1: and close it. Like, yeah, you yeah, jump he, in the he, hole, he, he, he reaches his head out of the hole and pulls someone else in with him aggressively. <laughs> and we never thought out what happens next, and that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> to, not to dwell on this show that we'll probably never finish making ever, but. We- <laughs> I don't know. I'll start animating it. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It needs a budget that we just can't afford. Um, One of the original ideas for the first episode is... So the first episode starts with Taylor, my character, dangling in front of a volcano. So just like on top of a volcano. (laughs) Completely helpless, maybe tied by rope. And... (laughs) it's a like I bet you wonder how I got here type of situation and by the end of the episode you better believe it was Sebastian's fault I mean (laughs) take the over (laughs) that it's Sebastian's fault there's something uh how many projects do you have that you've thought about enough to like call it a project but we don't we have made like considerable so progress on
0: yeah so many but i never i'm really bad at the execution and the uh like 100% i don't know or at least solidifying a concept into one to follow like i just it's everything
1: stays in the realm of conceptual it's that first stage of uh you, you know just Thinking about it enough and always always writing for it, but I don't know if it's not giving yourself a deadline or if it's like, um, maybe just not willing to commit to specific ideas because that takes away options for other things. Yeah,
0: it's, that's definitely a big part of it is like, I just have a lot of trouble. Like, yeah, going down one road because I'm always looking back and being like, well, that road's an option too. And it's also had some cool possibilities.
1: So then I just end up never going down any of them. Which is so funny because that leads to a different thing where like you're working on this other show without going into detail. The concept of that show is to solve that problem, basically. (laughs) So like it's, I don't don't even know how to describe it. It would be like if, like an anthology type of story. Yeah, like, like my wonky ones. Yeah. Yeah. So like your scripted podcast is, I think the current setup of how you would want to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, my biggest problem is like, yeah, I just, I want to leave it open ended, but still it's when you have something open ended, you don't, it's hard to go in any direction like fully. It's, it's really difficult because I think you need limits for creativity in a way. That's why it's helpful for like Mm-hmm. To have like a a character limit on Twitter or just yeah. different different boxes to put yourself into to to make it a challenge and restrict your brain
1: from just going wherever it wants and so that's basically my role in the group um we exist as like the shadow company online <laughs> but like last summer I'm just like, oh. I want to do something big this summer so I just I locked everyone in a room until you wrote an entire short (laughs) like an entire like 17 minute short film um it is fascinating so you put me on the new Olin Rogers Mike Falzone podcast right yeah did you listen to it uh yeah and I've, I've been listening I like those two separately and I always have uh, but I'm such yeah. a slut for that kind of show, like a behind-the-scenes, pseudo-motivational, uh, yeah. just like—the podcast is called We're In This Together, and it absolutely conveys that feeling. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been listening to another—Nick uh, Turner we had on our podcast last year on one of our other shows. He just started a new podcast on Earwolf called Get Rich Nick. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've good. listened. He had um, Jimmy Pardone— on his is that his name
0: let me me look at it i don't know i don't think so i haven't i've listened to quite a bit of that but i haven't listened to anything
1: recently yeah that's his name so we had jimmy pardo on a show recently who was like one of the original podcast guys uh so he's talking to jimmy the entire episode and they're like giving advice on like how to structure live shows and stuff like that and that's a type of content that we've never made I think you have to be a level of success before you can consider making it as a part. Yeah, of Yeah, it. it's it's advice, and we like. Yeah, we're not we're really not in there in um, this room. Re- yeah, but I mean, it's my favorite type of content to consume, and the the few moments where we get to like have those discussions of like, oh yeah, these are productions we're working on, or like things that I'm excited about that that type of shit. Like we're going to LA for like nine days uh, next week. Uh, like I I I really live to talk about those moments and uh, just like analyze behavior and be like my favorite content
0: yeah absolutely I really want to ha- it's you want to have behind the scenes but first you have to have scenes <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have some, and the ratio has to be right it can't be one yeah. scene <laughs> per one behind the scene <laughs>
0: I was thinking about that like for like say like the rooster teeth podcast it's a mm-hmm. it's, it's a podcast that I feel like Ma- majorly influenced us into starting our podcasts. Oh my uh, god, yeah! But the thing about that podcast is, it is like, it's it's a behind-the-scenes podcast is really what it is. You're listening to the people that you know from other, uh, like Rooster Teeth productions. Uh, and it's kind of like a peek behind in the daily lives of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they talk. They talked about that recently. How it's like people complain about that podcast not being relatable because they have such
1: like their lives are so different yeah Yeah. and
0: and but they never but then like Gus talked about how that was never really the point he kind of saw it as like a yes because our lives are so unique and stuff here's a kind of peak and you get to look at it and go on come along on the journey with us so it's interesting that we saw that and a lot of our inspiration is from that but we don't have the (laughs) success (laughs) to back it
1: up (laughs) and that's all the entertainment industry is you know like you i we live for an opportunity to maybe one day be a little humble yeah <laughs> i'm dying for someone to come say Dude. something good about me so i could shoot it down <laughs> i can't wait to be humble bro i'll be humble as fuck next year when i'm loaded <laughs> i'm gonna be so rich and humble you have no clue <laughs> uh rooster teeth is doing a weird thing not to go back to corona uh it's by far not the only company that's doing it best buy and all, all these major corporations uh but they've got a no travel policy for cities uh that are affected by the coronavirus currently oh yeah um, and for like, so Best Buy is another one of those companies that's doing it. We're like, sure, that'll affect meetings and that kind of stuff. But from a production standpoint, even our little company has had to travel a huge amount. Uh, th- this virus is, I mean, it's affecting so much. My, my day job where I <laughs> sell people cell phones, they are gigantic backups. So like we haven't had a single iPhone in our store for like, I don't know, like a week and a half, two weeks.
0: Huh. Yeah, it's interesting how big, like, not even even not just the virus, but our response to the virus is going to, mm-hmm. inf- like, am- the impact that that has, especially on like, of like people that have gigs in like public speaking or stand-up comics where there's not as much. Uh, people aren't really buying tickets, or, or even events aren't happening. Things, events are being canceled. South by Southwest was canceled, and there are people that yeah. whose salaries and lives depend on these like gigs that
1: just aren't. <laughs> Dude, a- absolutely, and like South by Southwest is a great example of that. Uh, Katie Marovich, who we're having on our show next week, this new thing that we're working on, we'll talk more about when it's done. I hate talking about projects that <laughs> we're like actually yeah. doing. Before they happen, I'm fine talking about stuff that I feel like we might never get to. Yeah, (laughs) but if we're actually doing it, I hate like alluding to it because like we'll get to it. You know, it'll it'll be there. Yeah. But Katie Marovich was a college humor writer and actor, and we're having her on this talk show that we're putting out. Um, But she originally wasn't going to be able to come on the show because she was going to be in South by Southwest debuting her short film that she's worked with her best friend on for like years at this point yeah it's so it's 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 important stuff and
0: it sucks for the creators and people that whose salary depends on these events and stuff uh i mean obviously it's probably the best call yeah like where you don't want to spread the virus and it's like it can be like it can be a matter of life and death so it is important but it does the, – the, I'm interested in seeing the ripple effects that this is happening, ha, go, going to have because it doesn't seem – I thought maybe it was, like, going to slow down. But, I mean, stuff, it's – people – a yeah. lot of things are happening. A lot of responses are starting. Uh, like, a, the college around where we live just got, like, they're – Classes are
1: canceled and they're going to try to move to online for until further notice. So, which crazy. that's hilarious because so Riley is a student at that college. Um, Riley yeah. McNamara, you might know him from the podcast. Um, and yeah. I'm making sure you're aware of who we're talking about. I know, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He died recently, right? A oh common cold, was it? <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Now, i was listening to that get rich nick episode with jimmy pardo recently and jimmy pardo is like a legendary improv performer one of his jokes of that episode was so funny um one of the nicks was talking about um <laughs> being allergic to a wolf and how he got bit by a wolf and his allergic reaction was that he died <laughs> and jimmy looked at me and he said you've never died <laughs> <laughs> Is the way he said it, it was so funny, uh, but yeah. So Riley <laughs> goes to that school. This is his last semester before he graduates. There's a good chance he might not ever step foot in a classroom again, despite still having two months of class left. And, it, and there's also a lot of
0: there's some like degrees and courses that that it works perfectly well with, but there are some that you need hands on and like mm-hmm. and that it also sucks because I feel like they're. It's different teaching styles. Some people need like one like prof- a professor to be teaching things directly
1: to them, like not just powerpoints and shit like that. Yeah, and it, it definitely matters like what you're learning too. Like yeah, I so mean that's fine for like
0: different. yeah. It's probably easier for like a business degree than like something else. I don't know nursing or I, I would love even to Riley's. hear
1: you say all the degrees you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I <laughs> Do don't
0: you think, know,
1: could you name more states or degrees in twenty seconds? <laughs> states. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you just don't, had to don't, name don't. them, if you had to place them, that's where. It, yeah, that's where it gets dirty. Um, it, it, well, going outside can be scary, uh, and that's even outside of this virus. Like that's something that we've known since. When did Republicans become? Uh, going outside Free can comment. be scary. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why there are so many good options to do things online nowadays. Uh, today, we're going to present one of those to you with our good sponsor, Skillshare. First time sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare. Pretty big deal. Let me tell you about them just in case you are not privy to Skillshare and everything that they offer. So Skillshare is called Skillshare for a reason. You can share some skills that you have. Or get shared skills. It's a commerce business, and they're 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 leading it. Uh, so, Skillshare is a online learning platform uh, where you can learn all sorts of different things. And creatively, it kind of is the best place to get started if you have zero knowledge, whether it be editing podcasts through Audition, which is something that I've done a huge amount of, and you know I had no idea to do it, learned from Skillshare. And now I have some idea how to do it. People who listen know that I don't know everything. (laughs) But it's an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. And you've used Skillshare on and off like well before they were a sponsor. What's a course that you took? Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, I took some to learn specific programs uh like for what we use to edit these podcasts like audition uh there were some there's some interesting courses for like writing
1: Uh, yeah i mean writing is big uh you use a lot of the premiere stuff too like the video editing software right yeah absolutely uh it's still super helpful uh, it's still early enough in the year for you to get back on to the new year's resolution you had. And if your resolution is anything about you being a better creative, Skillshare is the best way to do that. They say hindsight is 2020. Well, they're going to keep saying it next year. <laughs> 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 the end of that quote. It's an online learning community and they use the word community because these classes aren't just something that's just like, oh, here's the stupid video. Uh, the resources that they provide are well beyond what you'd traditionally expect. They have all sorts of topics and classes that you can pick from, even if you don't like audio or video editing, writing. They do illustration, DSLR photography, all sorts of stuff. It's incredibly affordable as well, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month, so it is time to explore your creativity at Skillshare.com pe and get 2 free months of premium membership. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com/pe and get 2 free months of membership. Join Skillshare, it's going to be the best decision you made of this year. I know it was for us. Thank you Skillshare for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah. Thank you Skillshare. Expand your skills and because you need them. <laughs> <laughs> if my mom taught me anything about me, I'm not enough. And if she taught me anything about you, she'd be a crazy mom. (laughs) (laughs) Wacky mom. Tell me about all these other kids. (laughs) Teaching me about them. Mom, I'd like to learn math now. I know Billy's habits. (laughs) One by one, I I can draw his freckles. I'm ready to learn calc. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I do to take know a how class to in
0: it. just an individual, just some st- random like non extraordinary
1: individual. You could reverse engineer what you just said into a pickup line of sorts. <laughs> I would take a class on you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds creepier, but I can't tell if that's because you said it or because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's. Well, I think there's a sweet way to say it. Like, uh, it can't be the first thing that you say, but after you find out some someone's interesting and you guys have already clicked a little bit, you know, like, oh, if I could take a class on, let's say your name is Shamika. If I could take a class on Shamika, I, I would. And I'd ace it. I guess you can't... <laughs> Adding expectation on the end changes the intent, I think. But <laughs> Skillshare.com. I would pass you, baby. <laughs> Have you guys bought Skillshare yet? Because we gotta, we gotta move on. Uh, let's move on.
0: <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Two. Well, we we're talking about coronavirus. Um, we we're talking about death. Yeah. Cover what the important want? stuff. What do you want to happen to you when you die? <laughs>
1: what, what, uh,
0: both, both physically, like as, like request, like you know, when you die, do you
1: want to be buried or cremated, or, um, but also,
0: what happens when we die?
1: So you're you're on the exact right path of everything you're saying. I think this is the perfect topic for tonight. So often, you and I skip over topic ideas if they sound a little bit too juvenile, you know, like if they sound like surface level deep shit. We'll avoid some stuff, yeah. but I think there is substance to like the fourteen-year-old stuff that you got to talk about. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I, think I that's mean, so I inter- think it's all I think about.
0: <laughs> it, I mean, too. because the a lot of the things have become kind of like calcified into cliche, and they're just trite things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you it's like you can hear the same thing nine hundred one times, but often on the 902nd time it clicks for you and you intuitively feel it. And it like, it's like, Whoa. Oh, there's a, like, you can, there's some things that just become cliche that you have to hear a thousand times before you actually get it. And it becomes a deep in like interesting idea for you. Like, like mm-hmm. one of those for me was like the most important question you can ask yourself is who am I? Like, that you you hear that type of stuff and you're like oh okay like it, but I, and like I originally saw it as like a statement of my preferences like you know I I'll, I'll, like I yeah. I'm Ian I like coffee I like everyone will know how I take my coffee <laughs> yeah when I die. But it's, and I now I see it I know like I and intuitively I feel it on a different lev, level from that and I think one of those things is just death in general and talking about
1: it. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good point, and it's something that that happens often with is um, uh, like dating advice, where like you hear all these tropes of like different things that you'll feel, and like older people when you're young are telling you these things, um, and then not all of them end up being exactly how you felt, but a few of them you're like, God, if I could have if I could have felt that like when you don't take them seriously, you know, someone yeah. tells you something, and three years later you're like. Well, someone told me that four years ago, you know?
0: Yeah, especially for advice like that. It's uh, often harder to feel it when you're actually in the situation. And that's what most Mm -hmm. of my life goal is, trying to have hindsight now. Absolutely. And not need to, like, like having hindsight while you're actually in the situation and having that wisdom to navigate through it and to help others navigate through it. It's like uh, when, you know, going through a breakup – people can tell you that like really time is going to help it's going to heal a lot of the pain you're feeling and stuff and just distance Mm -hmm. from the
1: event but that's hard to believe when you're actually going through it yeah for sure and i think what a lot of people will like say is that you have to um oh god yeah that thought's gone i'm sorry i go on i go on tears that was kind of a tear I do I do agree with that. Well, let's talk about the death thing real quick because that's something that I don't have a direct formulated thought on. Like I can if I talked I would something would come out of my mouth but I I I really don't have a definitive like this is actually what I think and I think that's interesting. I mean I think
0: that's a lot of people if they have a model for interpreting the you know, for interpreting like life and what happens after it uh I think Most people can, at, like, when pressed about it, acknowledge that ultimately it's a mystery to them. We don't
1: know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what do you think? Do Do you have uh, like somewhat of a refined idea? Um, I don't. I think. Oh, can I can I sub in real quick? Yeah, I think I think you get broken up with. So that's like what it feels like, <laughs> no, no, not like that's what. It's just like practically, like if you die, there's no way your girlfriend's staying.
0: <laughs>
1: that's true. <laughs> yeah. So people are always like telling you, you're like, look, everything will get better with time, you know. Well, that's what death till death doeth part means, right? <laughs> and I gotta start saying new stuff at weddings now that people die sentient. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. It's like
0: if you can't like y- you can't stay if there's something called like uh it's like a death meditation or, mm-hmm. or a sleep meditation where uh like if you can't stay conscious as you fall asleep, what chance do you have of staying conscious as your br- entire brain shuts down entirely. Oh god, um, That's scary. Or like but yeah, but to me like death I think ultimately when I, when I think about it, uh, it's all, it's obviously scary. I'm scared of like dying, but not necessarily being dead. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't believe in hell. But I also like... Right. Uh, it's, I like the analogy, Buddhists have a lot of analogies for it, one of which is like, it's like a wave, like just joining with the ocean. Or I like, it's like, you're the air in a vase... And the vase breaks, and then it just rejoins with the air around it. Yeah, uh, that
1: makes it sound very natural.
0: Yeah, it's very like, uh, Ramda says, death is like it's like, it's not a failure of the system. It's taking off a tight shoe that you have worn very well. Uh, and I kind of like that mm-hmm. thought. I don't know if it's like literally. I don't think. I don't. Literally, I don't think me Ian is gonna be in like heaven, being like, "Oh, I look, I it's me, Ian. I made it in the heaven. It's, hey, here it is." But uh, <laughs> I do think, in some metaphorical way, it, we're we're all gonna take off our masks afterwards and meet backstage, and like, it, it, there'll be some peace in
1: that. Whether or not that's literal or not, I don't know. But uh, I don't necessarily believe it, but something that isn't like an uncommon type of um i don't know it like it isn't a crazy common or uncommon thought is when we die the firing of the synapses or whatever in our brain create um like whatever we perceive in that moment that's why people when they die and they perceive things they actually probably did perceive them but now that you've kind of disconnected from Society, the concept of time has ceased to exist. So, like, you could live in that moment for what feels like, and for what all intents and purposes, basically, is forever.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, that's part of it. Is that time is only a plane of existence because we are alive right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as death happens, time is. It, it's it goes beyond time, and in that sense. I think that death is – it's more of when you die, you die to who you thought you were. And I like – even if it's just – even if you were just consciousness and like – like even if consciousness can exist outside of the body, even if there's no like Mm -hmm. form of like an immortal soul, it doesn't make that much of a difference to me because it's still like – if it stops, it's there. I don't know. It's, you can also comfort yourself by saying like, Oh, I wasn't scared of when I was dead in like, I didn't exist in during the Renaissance and that was fine. Uh, like I I didn't exist then. I don't.
1: Right. Like you not existing on the timeline of everything is very normal. It's very neutral. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think
0: I don't, I don't know if like whether consciousness exists outside of like the brain. As soon as the brain stops, consciousness stops. But I also think that we're just like waves of molecules and particles and it's all shifting and nothing is static. So I don't think that our identity – like I don't know. It it just can
1: be thought of pretty peacefully for me. Well, hold hold that thought really quick uh, because what we're talking about is so – like deeply important uh, that it can only be interrupted by a story of a date that I went on the other day. Ooh. Uh, Right? Are are you in this with me? Are you in this little date boat that I've created? I'm in the universe. And there's a hole, but my thumb is in it, and I prefer it there as opposed to the date. So the date happens, right? And this date is brought to you by our good friends over at Hawthorne. Um. Hawthorne is a men's grooming company, uh, something that a lot of men don't know anything about. Uh, Me specifically, I'm all of those men. (laughs) Every man who doesn't know how to take care of them, their name is Morgan, and they're not wearing socks right now. (laughs) Um, This just perfectly kind of timed up, but we reached a sponsorship with this really cool company that helps you learn to be better. Uh, Right. They give you the tools to start taking care of yourself the way maybe you don't know how, you know, like whatever degree deodorant that you've been using since you've been 16. Maybe you should think about what you use. Uh, And and Hawthorne starts that thought. But it happened. And we got this opportunity right after I went through a breakup about to get back into the dating game. Uh, So I'm kind of peaking in a sense where now I know how to take care of myself and I've, I, I had this date, and it was just about four days ago. Here's how it went, and it's, it's not what you would think, and it's mostly positive. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. So they sent us some cool stuff. Yeah, we'll start do. out with that. Uh, Hawthorne has this really cool online quiz it's a uh, two minute quiz where you go and answer questions about you and your skin. And they'll ask you questions that you never even like thought of, you know? <laughs> like, I don't understand how their science or their algorithm works. I just imagine that it's not a computer. It's just like a 26 year old woman wearing really cute shoes. And she looks at all the answers and she's like, okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> this guy needs this kind of conditioner and lotion. <laughs> So yeah, That's it's very personalized. Oh, dude, so personalized! Um, and it, w- when you fill out these questions, they send you a bunch of stuff in different categories. It is absolutely personalized to you. So stuff from cologne to body wash to deodorant to lotion to shampoo and conditioner, from they, how dry your skin might be. It's crazy how specific it is, right? Yeah, they
0: literally say your shampoo and your like your conditioner. That's like the the tight the brand. They're like the. You know what I mean? Like, it's very catered to you. It's made
1: specifically with how you answered the quiz in mind. Yeah. Uh, and I am upgrading from, uh, I've been using their, their body wash and shampoo and conditioner uh, so much more. Like I'm cleaning myself in a way that I have never cleaned myself before. Uh, your dad teaches you a few things when you're younger but those lessons stop at the shower door is what i'll say (laughs) (laughs) it's dude they they smell great they smell so great and i like my family uh we weren't crazy well off growing up uh we just bought like whatever like dollar store like blue rain body wash and that was what i thought was fine and when you realize that oh my god, this exists? Like growing up, you just think that, oh yeah, body wash makes you clean. And then you get out of the shower the first time after using this and you feel confident. You're like, I smell good already. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have you s- I smell elite. Like I elite. belong in, in a club of, of people that smell great. <laughs> so I use their face cleanser, right? I use the cologne. I use the body wash, the shampoo, the conditioner. I've got a really dry scalp um, and my hair is this odd texture I, I i'm trying to think of a non-offensive way to say it so i'll just skip it <laughs> uh, but the, the conditioner is actually something that's like game-changing for me so I, I i look great i smell great i feel great and i'm going to pick up my new date is my rhyme yeah.
0: my girlfriend uh, they they got two colognes uh they sent me two colognes one it said once for work and once for play and I put on that play perfume, went to see my girl. She said, mm, you smell good. And I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You guys don't talk much. <laughs> it's pretty- I always smell like
1: this. And she's like, no, you don't. And I was like, you're right. It's Hawthorne. <laughs> I, I put on uh, the, the work cologne accidentally with my girl the other day, and we had business casual sex. <laughs> 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 Whoops. It was pretty great, though. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I did. <laughs> uh, so I had a date the other day, and originally I was supposed to pick her up, but I ended up not being able to pick her up because she was, like, running behind. She just said, okay, I'll, I'll meet you there, whatever. Uh, so I'm there, and it's just, it cheddars, you know? This is this is not, I may smell elite, but I don't have an elite budget. We're going to cheddars, okay? We're going to get some chicken parmesan, a glass <laughs> of wine, and go back to mine. I got to stop rhyming. <laughs> Then are like, you cannot rhyme this much in these ads. <laughs> um, so I get there and I'm waiting for her and she's running behind and I'm 30% sure that I did something wrong and she's canceling the date. And the waiter came up to me and he saw that I was like kind of like nervous that maybe my date isn't coming. He saw the like thousand yard stare and he said, don't worry, you smell really good. I'm <laughs> sure she'll be here. <laughs> I promise you, maybe two, three minutes later, the fish walks in. <laughs> uh, she didn't say anything about it, but the date went well, which is kind of, um, it's kind of her, like, putting her thumbs up to it. It wouldn't have went well if I didn't smell good. Yeah. And also, I smelled, like, yeah.
0: I also, I, like, the, even without the colon, you don't, like, the deodorant that was included smells so like fresh and nice on its own and you don't know, I didn't even feel like I
1: needed the cologne and an added added bonus touch of luxury it's all so great and it's completely risk-free they have free shipping and free returns for any products that you don't like um we've had a great experience with it so far and we're advertising it on the show because we think it's perfect for everyone who listens because of how much we actually love it uh, so you can check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an e. So H-A-W-E, or at wrong place. <laughs> That's Hawthorne with an E. So H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot co. H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot co. And use our promo code P-E, as in poorly educated, to get ten percent off your first purchase. So hawthorne.co use the promo code P-E. To get 10% off your first purchase, thank you to Hawthorne for your support on my date and on our podcast.
0: Thank you, Hawthorne.
1: Thank you, Hawthorne. <clears throat> uh, what were we talking about? Death? Death. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And what and what happens after? You see? Yeah. Well, there there's something
0: inherently... I, I've noticed, like, whenever... I've been pretty fortunate... In that I haven't had to deal with a lot of major uh close death in like pers- on the personal note, yeah, uh except for like that I've had like you know people that i that were around a lot when I was a kid that helped to raise me, uh or you know I've had dogs, pets, and stuff, but I've been lucky so far uh in my life, but I still right. anytime I have been confronted with grief there is part of it that is inherently selfish like that to me like it feels like really i'm i'm grieving over that i'm not going to be able to see them anymore or something but i but even though at my because at my heart i feel that they are at whether, for lack of a better word, peace, whether yeah. you think mm-hmm. it, that they are currently experiencing peace or it's just a neutral unfolding events and they're part of the undulating fountain of life and death. Uh, but w- whenever I'm dealing with the grief, I tend to be like, I get almost upset with myself because it is, it is, like you, you just, it's, greedy it's it's i wish i was i i wish i had had more time time i'm I'm going to miss them
1: and Uh, even greedier than that is not only i wish i had more time with this person i wish i would have handled this situation with this person three years ago differently you know like i wish i would have done Um, xyz it it, it just shows you how like which (laughs) personal all of our experiences on life are
0: yeah which i also feel that it that's it's not It's not a bad thing. I th- like. Right, I right. Step back and look at it. It's just, that's just natural. It's naturally what our psychologies are made to do. We we mm-hmm. have attachments to people, and I think that can be one of the most beautiful things. Like
1: if we didn't go through that process, it would be abnormal. <laughs> people say a, a lot, um, and when I say people, I mean like no one says this in their twenties. You know, like dying people will say <laughs> that, like, I want you to celebrate when I'm dead. You know, like, I want you to, don't be sad. Oh, no, don't cry. I want you to be happy. I want you to celebrate. And I really understand how important statements are like that. and it, it, the, the message behind are so important. Uh, that being said, I want you and everyone I know to be sad as fuck when I die. <laughs> uh, and I, that would be my ideal death, is everyone's life falls apart and is never the same um and maybe you can't even make it to the funeral (laughs) maybe you you sleep in and that weighs on you for a couple years you know (laughs) i wouldn't hurt because i mean you only live as long as the last person's that thinks about you like the the last time someone thinks about you dude no no fucking doubt um which is why my fifth-grade girlfriend, Jennifer, who left me for a taller boy, will live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you
0: have to live forever?
1: Yeah, but I was planning on it. I genuinely – I so I, I don't fear death in any way. Uh, and it's not something that I even think about with anxiety, which I guess is a lot easier to say as, like, a healthy 23-year-old. Um, but <laughs> – I genuinely think I'm going to live to like 120, 140. People have done it, but it it just like feels like that's how long I'm going to live. And I, I don't think I have a good grasp on mortality in that sense. Oh
0: God, this podcast is going to age like milk
1: when you're dead. <laughs> Listen back to it. I hope that if I die this is the only podcast they put on the news I mean the other ones they could put the, I'm fine with this being the quote
0: Morgan, Morgan Cahill who was uh, famous for such quotes as I think
1: I'm gonna live forever Yeah how much better is that Than a local racist podcaster dies in podcast related accident uh, I'm trying to <laughs> I don't know how I would die
0: podcast related accident I like that they don't specify what the accident
1: was (laughs) just podcast related we did do a podcast on our way to our buddy's wedding uh, in 2018 do you remember that yeah we had to do an episode but we didn't plan right for the week so we just put a mic in the middle of my car while we drove an hour and a half to this oh yeah no you're probably gonna die from editing a podcast on the road Look, I don't edit them while I'm driving. I just play them through my Bluetooth and keep my hand on the M button that marks any time there's something I have to go back and look at. <laughs> I'm not even looking. i just your laptop out while you're driving. I could finger my hypothetical girlfriend with the same amount of thought, you know? You shouldn't do that either. <laughs> Wait, that— On the road. All right, look, if that's
0: a crime— If <laughs> <laughs> that's a crime, then take me away, daddy— what is happening?
1: I think we're getting hornier, which is a different result than the last time we were alone together, but not a better one <laughs> Have do you, you go ahead do you when people talk about religion and all these things, and we've had uh, our fair share of religious conversations, do you give any merit to um? What people perceive to be heaven as like Like it is real So like whatever we think will happen when we die Is what's going to happen when we die Because of those uh, Previously mentioned like Last minute brain functions uh, I don't know I, 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 I feel that Or even more importantly I, do, Like is there a point Do you think that you find out What happens or do you forever Not know like if you're religious, do you die and then your consciousness is shut off before you find out what went wrong, or do you die and you're like, oh shit, I was wrong? I don't, I don't to answer the first question, kind of. I don't, I don't think that
0: death is uh, a personalized experience. I think it's probably it's. I think it's one of the things. The fact that it's happening and that none of us can avoid it, and that at the at the end of the day, none of us know what's going to happen, is what unifies us, and it's at least one of the biggest things that we have in common so i don't think that i I think that your brain releases things like dmt when you die and a lot of people have uh you know uh, there's been studies of people like the chemicals that are releasing people having basically basically tripping balls as they die (laughs) (laughs) how i I want to go out 138
1: years old tripping balls editing a podcast on the highway
0: (laughs) i think a lot of it boils down to language and uh different terms that people want to use to describe the experience but i think
1: most of the time it's
0: relatively similar um
1: i like uh the good place has a good joke similar to what we're talking about um not to spoil anything too crazy but there is in the first like episode and first season of the Good Place, there's this guy's picture hanging in the wall. And the premise of the good place is Oh yeah. Without saying anything different, is it's the they're tricking people who have died into thinking they're in the good place as a way to torture them. So they're tricking them that they're in heaven when they're actually in hell because they're putting them through these really specific tortures where like one character hates having to make decisions. So they give him infinite decisions, that kind of stuff. It, very clever writing it. But this guy's picture's on the wall. <laughs> and the reason they put his picture on the wall is because he was the only guy to ever get it right. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like some guy that got stoned in this college dorm and just wore,
0: like spelled out exactly how the afterlife worked and he was right. He's the one guy who got it right.
1: In every way. And he looks like a guy who would, too. <laughs> I, I don't know I as for like what happens when we die is interesting I'm also super interested in the other just like so the practical parts of this of like gaining consciousness and theoretically leaving our consciousness uh, I'm just as interested in what happens when we die as I am in like the moments leading up to our birth or whenever I'm not trying to start a an abortion debate here but you know (laughs) right like what flicks on and what is that moment like i i think that would be a fascinating moment to experience as a 30 year old man and this is not my way to try to get into someone's womb but like what would that feel like to have consciousness flick on if let's say you were already pretty smart and had an understanding of the world
0: I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe in some of these uh anecdotes but I've heard a lot of uh and I'm very interested in people that like children saying things uh that are really weird about like all right I heard this story okay, um, yeah yeah from I I I heard it from Richard Rohr he's a mm. Uh, pre, like an author and he's a spiritual teacher and he's like a priest. He's a Franciscan friar. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he talked about how there was... Uh, he heard from someone. So it's three layers removed or whatever. But uh, <laughs> this family had like a... I think he's like four... three or four years old or year old son and they had a newborn baby and they brought the baby home for the first time from the hospital and uh, the the little boy was like... Can I speak to my baby sister alone? And they were like they just thought that was really interesting and stuff, so they were like, Yeah, and they like put them in the room together and they secretly listened in because they were like, What is this kid gonna
1: say to (laughs) this newborn baby? For sure. Yeah, I was gonna say (laughs) you gotta at least listen. Probably don't even let him in there. And uh, yeah, they were like
0: So they just like Listened in To like With their ear against the door And they swear by this That what they heard uh, That what the kid said Was Quickly Tell me where you came from I'm beginning to forget and Did I, they ask
1: the kid? Or did they just pretend It didn't
0: no, Like the kid asked A little baby
1: No like, but like After that happened Were they like Hey know. what the fuck was that? I don't know But they <laughs> I don't know, but she's
0: as an antidote. I think that's really interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the hell was that? You-, <laughs> hey, you can't be doing this kind of shit here, okay? <laughs> I would never trust that kid around that baby for the rest of time. <laughs> You'd be 15, the baby's 5. I didn't pay attention to the age, really. But, but. I, I've read a lot of uh, similar <laughs> things. I've read a lot
0: of, like, children that talk about their past lives and even this one kid that, like... Was really specific. He was like, "Yeah, I, I hey, I like." They, he was looking at a book of old photographs from like people in Hollywood, and he was like, mm-hmm. "He's like, I knew these people like when I was when I lived in Hollywood, made movies and stuff." And he was like, "There was this old photo from like an old set in like the '40s or something like that, or like '60s or so. I don't know." Um, but he was like, "I knew this guy," and he said his name. And it was right, like it wasn't in the, it wasn't like on the photo or in the book and stuff. And they like looked it up and they they ended up finding the guy who the kid said was him in the past life.
1: All right, so that is so fascinating.
0: Um. <laughs> Even if not, whether you believe in this stuff or not, I think
1: this these are extremely fascinating uh, anecdotes right right and uh, you know they could be lies I guess is one thing but just if if we believe them the coincidence of that is almost more interesting than it being real (laughs) like if if it was just a guess that it happened to be right to me that's equally interesting as if this kid had lived a second life and is now reincarnated there was something similar that happened Uh, just a quick quiz do you know who played in the Super Bowl this past year it was less yeah, than was one. Yeah, the,
0: ago. the, the, um, <laughs> the key,
1: was it the, was it was it uh so You it know, one people. team, because two teams played.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it wasn't the
0: Packers. Was it? No. For sure. Nope. No, I don't know. the, I mean, it was it was the
1: don't... 49ers. The 49ers and. And.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Oh, the Redskins? No, absolutely or... not even clo- the the Chiefs. I mean, st- you were oh. you were close. Did they did change by topic. the name. No, the Redskins are a team though. Oh, they haven't changed that name. <laughs> no, they haven't and it's pretty controversial still. Yeah, they probably should. And They have one of the worst owners in NFL, but not to talk about. Fo- I knew it like <laughs> the Indian, like I knew it was the in- Something like that. To talk about sports for just another second, I've been trying to get you to go to a basketball game with me forever. So I bought us tickets to go see a Clippers game. And I'm just excited to see you in that kind of environment. Do you know the. I told Riley this. Would you like to know the prank that I was trying to get them to pull on you? I guess. Oh, God. It was a long shot. I didn't think they'd let me do it. But so I bought us tickets to a Clippers Suns game for next week when we're in LA. And. I thought it would be funny if I talked to their media department and got to let Ian go down on the, on the home court to get pranked on national television. And I'm like, oh, this is the kind of stuff they'll eat up, you know? And I got to pitch it, but they're like, yeah, absolutely, no. We're not going to do that. <laughs> um, I wanted to have you play one-on-one with a 13-year-old girl who's pretty good at basketball <laughs> in front of an entire coliseum of people on national television, uh, because, and listen to this, this is the important part. I thought it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would destroy me. Uh, the first problem was they said no. Uh, and Whoa. that was fun. The second problem was that it's like, bring your own 13 year old girl. Like I got to find, I got to start <laughs> cold calling 13 year old girls. <laughs> Yeah, you asked him about it, and you were like, and I'm assuming you guys will be able to provide the (laughs) 13-year-old. You guys will – you know, you'll have the basketball. We don't have to bring the ball or the girl, right? You'll have the girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they didn't let me do it. Yeah, but that would have been – Why I started talking about sports, what you just said was similar to something that happened for the Super Bowl. Uh, so the 49ers play, and their quarterback is this handsome guy named Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like this Italian looking dude. Well, uh, a sports reporter for The Athletic showed her grandma a picture of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, just like she works in sports reporting. It was a picture of her with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and she's like, Oh, that's Tyrone Power. <laughs> and they're like, Who? Tyrone Power. They looked it up, and it was like a Hollywood actor from like the 1930s or something when she was like 10. (laughs) But instead of deducing that that was someone who looked like them, the 89 year old woman was like, "I guess Tyrone is back in town. (laughs) (laughs) He's still looking good for his age, (laughs) Mr. Power. You look quite handsome, and and that's also the most (laughs) like handsome white guy name from the 30s that you can imagine, right?" (laughs) Tyrone power. I mean, sure. <laughs>
0: I dare you to do better. Don't, I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I don't think I've ever met a white guy named Tyrone. <laughs>
1: Alright, yeah, that's fair. Pick truth then <laughs> if you don't want to answer the question. <laughs> Whoa, did you hear a beep just now? I did. It was I was trying to play spin
0: the bottle, but another another thing that was that's interesting about death
1: <laughs> is uh it's funny to say as we hit the one hour mark <laughs> i like the way that uh, i like a lot of people
0: use the fact that you're gonna die as like a call to action like there's things like yolo or mm-hmm. uh people are like like, oh, uh, you work so much, Tom. Don't, you're never gonna like that. People say like you're not gonna be on your deathbed, uh, happy that you work so much. But I also think that's used incorrectly because I also don't think you're gonna be on your deathbed. A bed, like, I sure am glad I got all that snowboarding in. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's either. I don't. I, don't, I think you're probably. What?
1: No regrets here. No. Ready to go, officer. Take me now, officer. <laughs> oh, is that, is that a perfectly healthy forty-six-year-old to death. It's to the electric chair. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, like, you know, that's what they say: is you, you always regret what you don't do. Too is the other side of that. Not what you do. Um, so, like, I don't know.
0: I think there's a middle ground there too. I don't think you have to regret anything. <laughs> I think you could. There's. I think it's about cultivating, like during your life, cultivating a stillness and a like. I think you'll you'll care about how much good you put out into the world and the effects of your life, and um. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think that it's about chasing, yeah, okay. stimulation or. or uh, just working yourself to death and it can't be just about uh, like the things you did for your career or your life or the, how much you achieved in life. I don't think it's about that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, pe- people uh, say like work-life balance a lot, like you have to have a good work-life balance, uh, but that's an interesting phrase because I think that balance is different for different people and there are some people who... um absolutely fall in love with their work and that is their life and Sometimes they do like movies and like stupid stuff like that, but sometimes they're like scientists and work on cool shit Uh, (laughs) And and then there are the people who Maybe have never found that passion with a job and just live for um, The connections that they have with their friends and their family and everybody in between that too But I, I think that's so important in life Uh while we're discussing death, I guess we should toss in a few things about life, but just finding whatever balance for yourself there is, like yeah. not letting anything from the outside influence that like how do I want to spend my life um, and, yeah. and then just doing your best to to continually ask yourself that question and reorient every so often to make sure you're on path,
0: yeah, yeah, and I also think that um. There's some, uh, something to. It shouldn't be about that. Like how you, like uh, how uh, the phrase that I find to be ex- like exceptionally true is mm-hmm. how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh, like if you are like impatient to like get done like when you're brushing your teeth if you're like how you brush your teeth is how you do anything how you are people are like if you're angry on the plane ride to your vacation the beach isn't going to save you like you have to be able to find like the the color and the vibrance and the validity of whatever situation you're in Obviously, if it can be changed, don't like stay in a situation where you're suffering. Um, But I think too many people are like, "I'll be happy when I do this," or "I'll be happy when I have achieved this," and that's just
1: bullshit. I think. I think you have to absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. It never it it will never come, and there'll always be a bigger mountain to climb. Um, that's something like for me. So without going into detail, I mentioned it earlier, like I've gone through a breakup recently and, you know, things are different for me in a lot of ways. But the biggest thing that's different is for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm not experiencing life like one thing at a time. Uh, Like it, life doesn't feel linear necessarily right now. Um, And uh, I'm not just trying to get to like whatever that next thing is. I'm not just like, okay, well, if I can do... Uh, like, a short film this summer, then everything's gonna work out, or if I could get married by fall, you know? Like, it's, I, I, I feel like I've always had trouble relaxing, and you know that about me, is, like, I, I can't sit still, and I also physically vibrate, which has to bother people when they meet me. <laughs> uh, my, my hands shake like a little girl in the cold. Uh, but I, I finally found a space where, like, every day isn't just trying to get to the next day it's about that day uh and, and that's that's progress that's so so important to me and my well-being yeah i think it sounds kind of cheesy and like a you just like self-help
0: stuff but it like a good a mantra that i've like appreciated the actual truth of is just you know, like, all right say like if i'm feeling like i like like, I need to get this person's, like, love and affection and stuff. Realizing that all of the love that you need is already inside of you somewhere. Like, they don't give you anything. Your brain already has that in it. Like, any anything that you're ever going to feel in your life is already accessible to you right now. I mean it might be hard to trick yourself into your brain or whatever into giving it to you. But everything and that's not just that's not just love, it's everything. All of the strength that you need inside of you is already in you right now. No one's no one's injecting you with something that is getting, like I mean yeah. I guess it could. But <laughs> <laughs> some people
1: are. Yeah. So a few people are. People are.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like all of the courage, all, all of the all of the value and the validity is it's just inherent in like you, you are mm-hmm. your place in the universe Absolutely. is where you are right now. And it's, there's your, your awareness is your ticket to the show and you can, you're just already there. You're just, just everything's on fire. <laughs> start, <laughs> start such, screaming. Such
1: a positive and optimistic buildup. up. <laughs> I mean, it is. thing is on fire. <laughs>
0: just like you have to find a place in yourself where just the, fa- this, the quality of being and just like you're just your presence and your participation in the universe is enough. Uh, it's obviously hard to cultivate, but I do think it's possible. And uh, I think you have to not. It's just you're. The the truth is, like, none of us are, like, worthy of anything, but it's just a gift. Like, it's... Well, can I ask you a very slightly
1: related question about, like, career and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, And so you and I are, like, our career plan is the same plan because we're in the same company, you know? Like, we we want this to work really badly. And we've talked about that earlier this episode, like... uh, I feel good like the quality of our podcasts and like things that we're working on is higher than it's ever been and I feel funnier than I have in a very long time like we're working towards a lot that's really cool but I do often feel like maybe I'm not giving enough of myself to the universe do you ever get those thoughts of like well there's still time for me to be a doctor and do something a little bit more practical
0: um, <clears throat> I think in terms of like things like this, I I tend to. I think some some of the best advice I've ever heard is follow the dream that follows you, and I mm-hmm. think my entire life, it, my entire life, I've whatever it is. I don't even have to try to rationalize it. There's just been something in me that wants to create, that wants to do comedy. I think comedy is inherent in my being, and but also just creation in some type of form and i feel like it's not this it doesn't even really feel like a choice what we're doing what i'm doing with my life 100 Uh, percent. yeah it it just feels like i'm doing what i have in my tool belt to do and i'm there's something to be said about uh like a good another good uh Quote or whatever A phrase that I like is Proudly and humbly Return what you've been given Uh, And I like I like that there is The contradiction there Of proudly and humbly uh, Because Mm -hmm. I I, I think that You just kind of just There's something to be said about I just do what I do Whether that be And what I am Compelled to do Is create stuff And to Collaborate And to uh make dumb um, dumb dick jokes <laughs> with my friends
1: <laughs> so i i agree with you at every level to the point of it not being a choice um to feeling just instinctual and um <laughs> it is funny when you're like oh, well someone else's instinct was to make medicine <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like what exactly so what i've been given is the tools
0: is hopefully the tools to do this in my life I whatever it is don't I was not given the tool set to become a doctor I'm not that's it's it's not I don't think that's necessarily in me maybe if I if I put a lot of effort into it I could work to have those tools but like I said just I'm following the dream that's been following me my entire life and that's uh hopefully gonna lead me to somewhere to where I can make a living off of that
1: man I gotta say, you and I don't live in the same state uh, for another couple months. Uh, And then we're moving in together. So we're going to go from all this distance to (laughs) no distance at all and wishing that it were the the reverse again. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. Friendship is such a fickle thing. Um, It's so often, and you and me have even had times where maybe we weren't clicking and everything. Yeah. But I do feel like somehow after... Six or seven years of friendship. I know I always say like (laughs) fifteen, but like six and seven years of friendship. I I do feel like I don't know. Our paths are somehow getting even closer together the longer we're friends. And yeah, I agree. It's it's super cool that you share all these same thoughts that I do. It's nice hearing your brain from someone else. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I love you, B. <laughs> I love you, too. This episode, we were so nice to each other. <laughs> we did exactly what we set out to do. Uh, this has been Poorly Educated. I want to remind everybody to thank our sponsors uh, by at least giving them a visit. Check out their websites at the very least. Skillshare.com Skillshare. slash PE. Uh, oh, if Jordan. anything that we talked about made you think about maybe trying some creative ventures yourself, skillshare is a great place to get that started by joining skillshare you get two free months com slash pe and hawthorne yeah,
0: i'm i'm absolutely going to continue to try to like i'm, I'm going to continue these skillshare i need there's a lot of skills that i feel like i need to hone and stuff and the, especially in the business that you and i are going into and trying to work in morgan uh mm-hmm. that's a huge part of it is just having the skills and the knowledge of how to work with some of these programs or just some of these techniques
1: that you need to have. Yeah. Um, and something about that little need could to be a difference admin, between making it. I know it, it's so cool. Like you and I have both paid for Skillshare separately so many times on and off for the last couple of yeah. years. Like we really have used it. Uh, and Hawthorne is another sponsor. These are both new sponsors. So showing them love and affection is so much more important uh, now than it is ever uh, Hawthorne's fantastic uh, You guys have seen pictures of me on the website I needed all the help I can get on my date the other night <laughs> Hawthorne.co That's Hawthorne with an E H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E .co Use the promo code PE for 10% off your order It's a personalized quiz You can smell better, look better, and feel better By the end of the year
0: Yeah, thank you I I,
1: I want to smell better <laughs> Me too, brother. Come here. Bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. Digital okay. <laughs> hug. <laughs> but, uh, these are hug noises I'm sending over. I hope you're getting them. <laughs> I'm getting them. I'm feeling them. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back here next Wednesday, uh, with a special LA episode of Poorly Educated. Ooh,
0: cosmic cum Shot.
1: Cosmic cum shot.